What is up, studies? Happy Tuesday, everyone. December 6, 2022, and welcome to episode number 365 of the study session. 365 days. No, 465. What in the world is wrong with you, Jeremy? Gosh. Anyways, my gratitude to Yin's beautiful, beautiful studyings out there in Sealers Nation. My gratitude, my appreciation, my love to all of you girls and boys. Hopefully, you're being nice and you're on the nice list. You ain't on the naughty list. Anyway, today we are going to talk more about the Steelers' victory over the Falcons this past weekend. And I also want to talk about some of these quiet subtle role players on this team who are making a loud impact in terms of the Steelers recent success and how this is going to benefit this team moving forward. Before I get into all that, just want to take a moment to promote the show that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, the Steel City Insider. Our podcast is called the Steel City Insider Podcast. Jim and I just recorded this morning. It was a lot of fun. Jim is the goat of beat writers in Pittsburgh, we talk a lot about the win over the Falcons, where the team goes from here. So you don't want to miss it. Check it out. And I also want to do a quick plug and shout out to an affiliate partner of the Still Study, and that's Real Life Trading, led by CEO Jeremy Newsom. You guys know that back in July, I left my job as high school principal and I pursued self-employment, and I am now a day trader. It is one of the ways that I generate profit for my family. And I can tell you that real life trading has changed my life. So if you want to generate extra cash flow, if you've ever had an interest in the stock market and not just day trading, but swing trading, swing trading is a trade that you put in that could last uh, a week, two weeks, a month, a couple months, but you're basically taking your money, you're buying stocks, you're letting the price value increase and you're generating cash flow to pay down debt, to purchase assets, go on vacation, what have you. But check out Real Life Trading. It is linked in the show notes. Free education on the stock market. It will change your life. Trust me. Check it out. So anyway, studyings. Let's get into it. The Steelers, two consecutive wins. They beat the Atlanta Falcons, a team who had a lot to play for this past weekend. They were in second place in the division. They are fighting for a playoff spot. They were playing at home. Steelers Nation took over. Steelers pulling out 19 to 16. There's still a lot to work on for this Steelers team. We cannot fall into the delusion that they are now a playoff caliber team, that they're going to rip off five consecutive victories. And the one place where you could, there's two, two key areas that I want you to consider here because it's not all roses. And the worst thing that could happen heading into this weekend is everybody thinks that this team is fixed. There's no more problems. And then what happens is they poop the bed. They have a bad performance and everybody's like, oh my God, fire Canada, fire Tom, and they're terrible, blah, 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 blah. The warts are still there. Here's two areas where they need to continue to, to improve, to get better if they're going to continue winning games. Number one, the offense has to produce points consistently throughout the game. 19 points isn't enough. Now it was enough on Sunday, but if they're really going to get back to respectability and even get into the conversation of a wild card, they've got to score more than 19 points and their second half offense has to get better because it's not there yet. 
How does that happen? Well, Deontay Johnson has to hold the ball. The underthrows or overthrows that Kenny Pickett's uh, demonstrating at times because he's just young, because he's inexperienced. He's got to start connecting on some of those passes. Some of these other players have to step up. On defense, we need to see that whenever a team is having success with a particular type of play over and over and over again, for example, the running game this past weekend, they have to show that they can shut it down. We haven't seen that. If they're going to win more games, they've got to clean that up. And the other piece, they have to start generating sacks and turnovers. There has been an absence of pressure on the quarterback. I know TJ Watt's been hurt coming back from that injury, but that has to increase and we need to see more splash. Now I know you might be saying, well, Jeremy Minka Fitzpatrick picked off that pass there at the end of the game. That's true, but because this is a young and inexperienced team, they're going to need advantages in other areas. And that's got to come through the form of turnovers that will help alleviate some of the pressure being on this team on this young offensive scoring 30 points a game, set them up in short field situations after fumble recovery or an interception. But we need to see that if this team is going to continue to get better. So that's the first thing that I wanted to talk about on today's show. The second thing was the Steelers are quietly putting together a, a team in the truest meaning of the word. There's nobody really flashy on this offense. In the podcast today with Jim Wexel, I talked about how the wide receiver room really isn't talented. Deontay Johnson has talent, but that talent is stained a bit by his inability to catch the football, by his inability to run up the field, and by his inability to make big-time plays consistently. He's not a consistent receiver. He's inconsistent. George Pickens has a ton of talent, but that talent right now is negated by his inexperience and really his, and I don't mean this critical of him, critically of him, he's immature. He's a young player. They don't have star wide receivers. As much as I love Najee Harris, he's not an elite running back. He's a bruiser, but you can win with him. They don't have any elite offensive linemen. It's a collection of guys who want to play well, who want to win, who want to continue to improve. And there are key guys, role players, that are stepping up in a big way for this team, like Derek Watt, who always seems to come through in those third and fourth and short situations to convert for fourth downs or first downs. Then you have guys like Connor Hayward, who is a rookie who made a beautiful reception this past weekend. He is a tool that this team, that this offense hasn't really even utilized much yet. And as he grows comfortable in the NFL during his rookie season and even into year two, he's going to contribute more plays like you saw from him this past weekend. And then you have this running back by committee scenario going on, which I personally love. I talked about Harris. He's your bulldozer. You have Jalen Warren, who's the complement to him. He's more of your scat back, your shifty one-cut runner who can chunk yards, who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Then you got Benny Snell, who's another type of power runner, 
throw in Anthony McFarlane in there and you have a nice complimentary group of players. Now, they're not explosive. They're not elite. Get into your tight ends. You've got Pat Fryermuth, who might be the most talented receiver on this team. And then his partner, Zach Gentry, it makes up a solid tandem. So on offense, you have a lot of these guys who aren't big-name players who are just coming through with big plays. They're doing their part, and that's a big reason why the Steelers are starting to play better football. And if you look at Super Bowl-winning teams, it's not always those teams with elite players who put up the sparkly, shiny statistics. It's those teams who truly are teams where they have unique role players with unique skill sets who convert third downs, who pick up a chunk play when momentum is needed. And I think there is a group of players on the Steelers team who are showing the ability to do that. Now, this team is still a year away from really competing for a playoff spot. They're going to make it very interesting over these last five games and anything's possible. But just think about this Steelers team adding quality players through the draft next year. They've got that high pick from Chicago. Who knows what they're going to do in free agency? When you start thinking about that, when you start thinking about the development of these young players into year two, the future doesn't look all that gloomy for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, there's a long ways to go for this team, but my point is there are reasons for optimism and hope. We're seeing them on the field now. It's probably not enough to get them into the playoffs this season. They can finish respectably, but the future looks bright for your Pittsburgh Steelers. And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 465 of the study session. I got it right that time. My gratitude and appreciation to Yin's beautiful, beautiful studyings. Don't forget about the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Check out the new episode. It is up today. It is linked in the show notes. Don't forget to check out our affiliate partner, Real Life Trading. Changed my life. If you have any interest in trading the stock market, generating extra income, profits, click on the link in the show notes. Trust me, these guys are world-class at what they do, and it's free. Check out a new episode of the study session coming tomorrow. And remember, this is a shout out to my son, Roland. Once a study, always a study. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.